0: Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad you're still here with me. So you don't have to be a mom at this very moment to tune into today's episode. If you have a cousin, a friend, a sister, auntie, whomever, who is a mom or you want to be a mom one day, or you're just plain old curious, I am sure that you will find all the information that will be shared into today's episode super helpful. And if you do have littles, especially toddlers, this may come in handy at some point. I know how hard moms work every single day to take care of, you know, yourself, take care of your family, your home. And for my moms here, I know some days may feel like it's survival mode and you're really just trying to make it through. And other days may feel daunting or impossible to keep yourself and your kids nourished. So today I brought my special friend, Cha-Cha, also known as It's the Cardamom on Instagram, who happens to be a child nutrition expert here to share easy, practical tips for you to keep your littles energized, nourished, and healthy. And a few ways you can also stay nourished too while busy and living your most fabulous life. So why don't you grab your favorite drink and relax and enjoy the episode? Oh, and ladies, you know what to do. Don't forget to leave a kind rating and review to help us reach more women. Thank you guys so much. And now to the episode. Welcome to the podcast,
1: cha-cha. Hey girl. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. It's really an
0: honor. (laughs) (laughs) We've been trying to do this for like, I don't even know how long. It's been like two months. I'm telling you, you should first know that Cha Cha is my actual friend in real life. (laughs) We met in Chicago a few years back and we've been going back. We've been going strong ever since. And I'm so happy we can do this life and RD journey together. It's amazing. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to finally join you in the ranks of being an official RD because we met back when I was first in school. So Yeah, you
0: were starting (laughs) your program. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy we're connected. Since the listeners don't know much about you, or maybe some do, I don't know, um, share (laughs) a little bit about yourself. Yeah,
1: so I am a RD. I just graduated with my master's in nutrition, health span, and longevity from the University of Southern California. Um, throughout my program, I kind of um, organically gravitated towards the maternal and pediatric space. So that's where I've landed. That is what I'm passionate about. Um, I am super, super passionate about not only feeding littles, but um, also health equity and really making sure that people who don't have voices or who have uh, minimized voices are seen and are being taken care of and are being heard. So. That's really a little bit about me. Um, I mean, I'm originally from Los Angeles. I have a two year old, I'm a military wife. So um, we actually just moved to Montgomery, Alabama. Which is a far cry from our last <laughs> location in Oahu, Hawaii. Um, but yeah,
0: that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I would have stayed my butt in Hawaii. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> well, you're doing amazing work, Cha Cha, and I mean, I know being a working mom, right? Wait, raising littles is super difficult for many women out there, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to healthy eating and just you know making sure they're nourished properly every day, preparing yeah. meals that they will actually love and enjoy. Cause that's, <laughs> that's a struggle. Um, finding the time to right. actually do it and, you know, dealing with mom guilt. I know you, you talk a lot, a little bit about that on your platform. Now it's that mm-hmm. constant worry that comes with just being a mom and just making sure you're doing all the things to make sure they're good. And I've seen that a lot with my mama friends and I'm an, un- an auntie to my little mini me so I have <laughs> yes. seen firsthand the mom struggle I've seen you um talk a bit about this you know on your social media page um you know just having rain on this plant forward diet so why did you choose a plant forward diet like what does that even mean is does she eat any meat at all um is she strictly vegan or vegetarian like tell us a little bit about that
1: Yeah, so plant forward, I think it can mean different things for different people. So for me, that just means prioritizing plants. It's that simple. So plants are always going to be what's first on the plate. Um, I like to limit my consumption of animal products. Um, I don't restrict them completely because I still enjoy them. My family still enjoys them. Um, So I, I basically just give myself the flexibility to eat what I like. And I've chosen this diet for Rain um, because studies consistently support that a diet rich in plants is most beneficial for health in terms of reduced risk for chronic disease and illness and things like that. So I really wanted to kind of um, set her up in a really positive and beneficial way from the start during a time when I have complete control over her diet, um, she is mostly plant based. Um, okay. So I guess mostly vegan, um, but we still do have animal products in the house, you know, like she loves Greek yogurt. And really the Greek yogurt thing is simply because I can't find any vegan yogurts that I actually enjoy. Oh my goodness, (laughs) I've tried so many and they're not that great. (laughs) Right, I've tried so, so many and none of them have the right consistency or texture. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to torture myself. I'm going to eat Greek yogurt because that's what I like. (laughs) But um, yeah, but as far as meat goes, um, she doesn't really eat any meat. She will eat fish a few times a month. Um, Because we eat a lot of fish in the home, myself and my husband. Um, But yeah, people have asked me, you know, when she gets older, do I, you know, plan to enforce this on her? And I don't, you know, I'll talk to her about it and then give her the power to make the decision if she wants to eat meat or not.
0: I love that. It is in her hands, the decision-making at that point. Um, So (laughs) because rain follows this really like, you know, vegan, strict vegan diet. So what are some nutrients to consider when, you know, going plant forward? I mean, not plant forward per se, but maybe someone's kind of restricting a lot of animal products in their Mm -hmm. child's diet, you know, for those who are listening, maybe they have, um, you know, some kids and they're just wondering, you know, um, some of these, these questions that they may have.
1: Yeah, so this is a really good question. Um, and I think it's, it's important specifically for plant-based or plant-forward kids, but really it's important for all kids. There are definitely some key nutrients that you wanna think about. So for plant-forward kids, like a vegetarian, vegan, or predominantly plant-based, um, B12 is like a non-negotiable. Um, there are no reliable vegan sources or, um, like vegetarian sources of B12. So if you are consuming really limited meat or, um, animal products in your diet, then you have to supplement with B12. Um, Aside from that, vitamin D is really, really important, especially for kids for um, developing strong bones and pretty much all kids need a vitamin D supplement basically from birth. So infant formulas are going to be fortified, but if your child, your infant is breastfed, uh, breast milk is not a good source of vitamin D. So they're gonna need, yeah, exactly. So they're gonna need vitamin D and that's regardless of diet, um, pretty much, you know, from birth. Uh, Outside of that, if you have a more plant forward diet, DHA is going to be something that you wanna consider for optimal brain health. And um, for visual uh, development, for optic development, um, and then iodine—that's another one. If you, you know, observe a more plant-forward diet. In the U.S., iodine um, in the diet is mostly coming from fish and dairy. So if you're not eating those things, you're going to want to make sure you're supplementing with iodine. But those are really like the key concerns. Um, But in general, it's important to plan your child's diet well so that you're hitting all the all the important nutrients, your calcium, your iron, your protein, all that good stuff.
0: Okay. And you're saying planning your, your diet. Well, and I know you're going to give us some tips very soon because I know it is so <laughs> hard to plan your diet. Well, um, especially when you have littles. now you mentioned supplementation. So mm-hmm. when it comes to supplementation, what is the best way to go about it? I mean, um, how do you know if your child needs a supplement? Like what are your faves? Um, what supplements are rain, you know, is rain currently taking?
1: Yeah, so that's definitely a conversation that needs to be had with your pediatrician. Um, Either your pediatrician or a registered dietitian to kind of talk you through what your child's needs are, because based on the diet, every kid is going to be different. Um, So you definitely want to have that talk with a medical professional. That's not something, you know, if you don't have the expertise, that's not something you want to do yourself. Um, Some of my favorite supplements. So RAIN does take a multivitamin which is kind of like, I mean, you know, in the RD world, it's kind of like a form of insurance, we like to say. (laughs) Um, So that covers her, I know, right? (laughs) So that covers her, um, her B12 needs, that covers her, um, like all of her other fat-soluble vitamin needs, Um, her B-complex needs, her C. Um, I believe there is some good zinc and iodine in there as well. So that you know pretty much covers all her bases. She does take a separate vitamin D and DHA, um, and then outside of that, I think those are the only two that we're doing. Oh, I do um, self fortify with calcium mm-hmm. <laughs> because Rain is not a milk drinker, okay. which presents a challenge for us because um, it's pretty hard to get calcium in the diet without it. So I do self fortify
0: there. Okay. So when it comes to whole foods, like what are, especially fruits and veggies? Cause okay. Mm-hmm. Like kids don't like kids. It's Okay. Let me not say kids. I'm not putting them all in one category, but a lot <laughs> of kids don't, it's so hard to get them to eat vegetables, fruits. Yeah. I think here, and you can share a little bit more about that, but what are some ways to increase fruit and vegetable intake? I mean, it's hard. And I mean, I'm the one on the internet watching videos of parents just trying to get their kids to eat veggies. And it's funny, but it's, like sad (laughs) at the same time Yeah, there, you know, any knowledge that you have um, on ways to increase fruits and veggies?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, here, you really just want to involve your kids, like make it fun, let them explore new fruits and vegetables at their own pace, you know, try presenting them in different, in different ways. And I mean, really, I think the most important thing is to offer without pressure That's like my, you know, my number one rule, because imagine like as an adult, if someone has something that they're just like shoving into your face, eat it, eat it, eat it, you would be like, Oh my gosh, what? No, absolutely not. (laughs) So, I mean, we don't think about it in that sense, but it's like children are the same way. So offering without pressure is definitely important. Um, And then just like making it interesting, you know, you can add it to smoothies, you can add them on pizza, serve them with dip, um, make it enjoyable. And then consistency is another key piece of the whole thing. So, I mean, they can't learn to like it if they don't experience it or if they don't have the opportunity to explore it. So consistency and offering without pressure. Those are my... (laughs) my two key pieces
0: of advice. Okay. Well, you had a, now you are like a big advocate for like not hiding veggies in your child's Mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I mean, I mean, like, would you say this is the last resort? Yeah. So, I mean, hiding veggies,
1: you know, it, it can be helpful for kids who, you know, are extreme picky eaters where there might be, you know, nutrient gaps. But for your normal, average, picky eater, um, I don't recommend it because it really creates an environment of distrust. So if your kid can't trust you to give them the foods that you say you're giving them, then how do you expect them to trust you enough to try something new? It completely, you know, crosses that line and breaks that down. And it also takes away an opportunity for exposure. You know, if they don't know they're eating it, how are they going to learn to like it? So it really, it just, it doesn't allow them to appreciate the fruit or veggie in its natural form, in its natural state. And they also don't get to experience how fruits and vegetables can be prepared in, you know, a million different ways. And they can take on a million different flavors and textures and tastes. So um, you're, you're
0: limiting them in that experience with the actual food. I never thought of it like that. I don't think a lot of people think about. That. <laughs> they're just like yeah. trying to get to D. Yeah, they're on. like just eat it. <laughs> oh like, my goodness. How, just eat it. Yeah. So dairy is a great option for kids to get nutrients like vitamin D and calcium, like you mentioned earlier. Now, what do you do when your toddler won't, you know, won't drink milk? Um, what are some ways to increase calcium intake? I mean, um, for for toddlers.
1: Yeah. So this is. Uh, um... <laughs> One that I'm very well-versed in because um, brain just, she just refuses to drink milk. Um, And of course there are other food sources of calcium. However, for young eaters who have small stomachs, who, you know, there's a lot of green veggies that have calcium, you know, that's probably not ideal to get them all of the calcium that they need In a day milk is the most ideal it's the most convenient um so you kind of have to get creative and do other things like you could do smoothies rain will drink a smoothie all day long so i'll make her a smoothie you know made with soy milk or you can do yogurt or you can even do like fortified cereals or um if your child drinks juice some juices um like some orange juices are fortified with calcium Mm -hmm. um And then also focusing on other calcium-rich foods like tofu and chia seeds. Um, Even oranges have some calcium in them. Um, But then, of course, you do also have the option to, you know, do like what I'm doing, which is self-fortifying yogurts and, um, and, like, other beverages with uh, food grade calcium carbonate because that's Mm. the best option for us given that rain goes to daycare so she has most of her meals outside of the house so yeah there's a lot to consider though before you jump to supplementation I'm definitely a food first dietitian and you know that's that's where I'd like to see people focusing but supplementation is always an option if you know foods are not going to work for you
0: those are great tips. And you mentioned chia seeds. What are you um how are you using the chia seeds? I'm just curious.
1: Girl, I put chia seeds on everything in yogurt, in oatmeal, in smoothies, on toast with avocado. Yes. I love chia seeds in muffins, pancakes, like you name it, and there's a chia seed on
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chia seeds are great. I love them too. And they're such a nutritional powerhouse. So I love that yes. you're using that a lot in your your meals for um for rain okay so for the picky eaters (laughs) because hey you know we all know a picky eater um i remember trying to get like my niece when she was like probably two or three to eat all kinds of stuff and it was always like a war at (laughs) mealtime i mean obviously like her parents did a better job than i did but (laughs) do you have any tips for picky eaters um i know some of our listeners who have littles will highly appreciate these tips that you could offer
1: Yeah, for sure. So the first thing is for parents and caregivers to understand that picky eating is normal. It is not your fault because I think there's like some guilt associated with having a picky eater. They think that, you know, they did something wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong. Your child is just being a child. So (laughs) that's step one (laughs) to managing a picky eater. Um, And then step two is, you know, going back to what I mentioned previously about, um, you know, getting your kid to eat more fruits and vegetables, you want to offer consistently and without pressure. Um, knowing and understanding that exposure is really the key to acceptance that's a huge part of it you know studies show that it can take between 8 to 15 exposures before a child is willing to accept the food right and a lot of times a food I know exactly (laughs) and that's no but seriously though and that's you know the the parent could eat the food I mean, they could, but (laughs) like at that point, they're probably frustrated and ready to throw it against the wall. (laughs) Yeah. So, but a lot of parents, like after a few tries, we give up and we're like, "Oh, Mm. they just don't like this." But consistency is the key. Like I cannot emphasize that enough. And then, um, I mean, really being creative about how you engage your child with new foods. You know, it doesn't necessarily always have to be at dinner time. You can engage them, you know, with books or with play foods, or even, you know, doing ice spy games at the grocery store. Um, you can try getting them involved in the cooking, like even younger eaters, younger cooks, like they can still help in the kitchen in a really small way. You know, sometimes I'll have Rain do simple stuff like, you know, add beans to a salad or something like that. And she gets so excited about it. Um, so just kind of thinking outside of the box and engaging them in creative ways. And then of course, modeling positive food behaviors. You know, mm-hmm. your kid is not gonna learn to like it if you if they don't see you enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an important one. And then really, I say starting early and often just making sure you are exposing them from a really young age to fruits and veggies and, you know, whatever other foods are, you know, traditional in your household and just keep doing that.
0: This kind of goes along with um, introducing new foods to a toddler. I know we're talking about just like the picky eaters and the repetition and all that. But like just introducing those like very first time you're like, you know, getting something new for your, your child? I mean, what is the best approach to do to do that?
1: Yeah. Um, so first start with small portions. Um, that's the key. You don't want to overwhelm them with something new, like from jump. Mm -hmm. So even if it's like, you know, for a parent, Putting one piece of broccoli on the plate might seem stupid. (laughs) But for a kid, it's like, okay, one piece of broccoli is manageable, but you know, five pieces is like, oh no, you went too far. That's too much. Oh, you tried it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm stressed now. You You thought the most. (laughs) So take it off my plate. Um, so starting with small portions is, you know, definitely a good way to go. Also, serving a new food with like a favorite or a well accepted food um, that definitely increases the likelihood for acceptance um you also you don't want to overwhelm them with too much at one time so starting with one new food at a time don't you know give them a whole new dish with all these you know different components that they've never seen before because again that's overwhelming and stressful for kids um and then outside of that again just going back to you know leading by example you know showing them how much you're enjoying the new food and you don't even have to be extra with it because i know I mean, as a parent, I fall into this and I'm like, oh, don't you see me enjoying these carrots? They're so good. (laughs) It's like, you don't even necessarily need to do all that. Um, But just let them see you enjoying the food and, you know, they'll eventually catch on.
0: I feel like a new food that a lot of, um, you know, parents try to get their child to eat is fish or just seafood. And Mm -hmm. many health organizations do recommend that kids eat fish twice a week and that's just because it may help result in better brain development and better focus mm-hmm. and healthy eyes healthy heart you know from those omega 3s mm-hmm. um so now getting kids to eat you know eat it is a challenge so what what are some ways to get kids to to eat more fish
1: yeah, it's funny because we've never had this problem with rain. <laughs> oh, it's a hit <laughs> So, yeah, we, we eat it pretty often and she enjoys it thoroughly. Every um, family is some- different yeah for sure for sure but um some ways to get your kids to eat more seafood you you know they they might not be as receptive to just like a a regular filet so maybe you do like a tuna salad for school like a tuna salad sandwich or yeah or you can even do like a salmon patty or like a salmon burger using canned salmon um yeah you could try mixing like Mixing it into pasta, like serving oh, it with a good food that they're familiar with. Um, yeah, you just, a plain filet, <laughs> I feel like from a kid's perspective is probably not that appealing. So you gotta, you gotta just try to get it in in different ways.
0: And also pizza. What kid doesn't love pizza? I mean, well, I know there's somebody <laughs> out there that doesn't love pizza, but I feel like, you know, topping off like a shrimp, like shrimp on it, top of pizza. I've seen like a shrimp pesto pizza. Yes,
1: and girl. that
0: sounds delicious. Definitely try yes. that out. So let's yes. um, talk about snacks. I mean, they come into clutch when you're on the go. I know you're always traveling, especially like these past couple months. You were saying that you. <laughs> You went from oh, Hawaii. Now you're in Alabama, just going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're traveling or whether you're traveling or just like as a busy mom, um, you know, what are your top favorite easy and nutritious snacks, um, snack ideas for kids?
1: Yeah. So we are always on the go and I try to approach snacks the same way I look at meals. So I try to keep them balanced. So I try to have like a carb, uh, like a whole grain grain or starch um, with generally a plant-based protein, a healthy fat, and then fruits and veggies. Um, So specifically when I'm on the go, I love sugar-free pouches. Those are always super clutch. We don't do a lot of the pouches just kind of like on the day to day, but when we're on the go, they come in super, super clutch. Um, we also really like the no sugar added um, like fruit roll ups or mm-hmm. fruit bars. Um, nut butters are always great. We love grain crackers. Um, those are always excellent. Um we like to pack berries with us or even just like fruit in the skin, like bananas, something that you don't have to worry about refrigerating or going bad mm-hmm. apples, things like that. Um, yeah, there's, there's honestly like so many options, but in terms of package snacks, I just look for no added sugar, no added salt, ideally something, um, with good uh, iron, um, just to support her iron needs. Um, Protein just to keep her full, but those are really like my my go to my go to options.
0: I love those snack ideas. Those are really good. Y'all better be taking some notes. You know, <laughs> sharing some great information here. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit. Um, allergies, hello. Uh, so many kids mm-hmm. deal with that. Um, I have a couple questions around um, allergies. So. Um, it can be really challenging to navigate life when your child has a food allergy. Um, so first, what are the the top food allergens for kids? Okay. So they actually just revised it and they added a new one. So it's going
1: to be, yeah. So there were eight, there's now nine wheat, soy, milk, peanuts, and tree nuts. They're two separate categories. Um, eggs, fish, And shellfish, also two separate categories. (laughs) And then their recent addition was sesame. So those are now the top nine allergies. Yeah. And I believe these foods account for, I hope I'm getting this number correct, but 20% of the allergies um, amongst adults and children in Mm. the U.S.
0: Mm -mm -mm. I hope that number is right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do you do when your child, I mean, has an allergy? Um, Obviously... There's a lot you could do, but just, I mean, off the top, you know, what comes to mind and what, what are some things that someone can do?
1: Yeah. So the first thing that's like the most important I'd say is to be prepared to manage a reaction in the event of one. So, you know, every kid, every person is going to react different, um, to their allergy foods if they do have allergies. So whether that's an EpiPen or a Benadryl or whatever it is you need, to manage your allergies, make sure you have that on hand at all times. Um, especially if your allergy is severe. Uh, but other than that, I'd recommend just being cautious, um, being very aware of what products or brands you can trust. It's really important these days, especially to read labels because mm-hmm. a lot of foods are produced in facilities where there may be nuts or, no, like you know, Exactly, exactly. So Mm -hmm. that's like a huge concern, especially for people if you have like super severe allergies. Um, And yeah, I think really just being prepared is the biggest thing, knowing kind of what your go to substitutes are for recipes. Um, And then when they're old enough, talking to them about it and letting them know like, hey, you know, these foods, while they may look yummy, you know, they do certain things in your body that are not healthy and that can make you really sick. Just so that when they are out in the world by themselves, whether it's at daycare, or at a birthday party, or whatever, they kind of know how to handle the situation. They kind of know how to, you know, navigate themselves around food.
0: Okay, can you avoid um, developing a food allergy? I heard a while back from the American Academy of Pediatrics to introduce allergenic foods um, such as peanuts early on. So, can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so it used to be thought that you should wait to introduce allergens until later, mm-hmm. but now studies are showing that if you introduce allergens or allergenic foods um, earlier that's one of the key ways that you can reduce the risk of allergy development later in life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, some people based on their family history are just going to be more prone to allergies. Um, However, I think in general, early introduction is totally the way to go. So like with us, we, we hit these top nine. Well, Back when Rain started eating, it was only eight. But we hit these super early, like as as soon as she was able to eat, as soon... As she showed um, signs for readiness, I was mixing, you know, a little bit of peanut butter into things. I was giving her eggs, I was giving her fish in like little small doses and kind of monitoring her results because allergies allergies can be really challenging and I didn't want to do with. That.
0: How many months? How many months was she? You said early on.
1: Yeah. So Rain showed readiness. Um, she was around like four or five months. Um, cause okay. they generally recommend, you know, that, or they generally, um, suggest that children are ready for feeding around like four to six months to transition, um, into, into solids. But every kid is going to be different. She was ready a little bit earlier than most other children or most other infants. Um, so yeah, we, we started early. <laughs> I was not playing games with this girl. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, allergies are tough. Oh my goodness. Imagine, I mean, like I know some, some moms who have, um, kids that are allergic to uh, a lot of those allergens and that, the, the, mm-hmm. the, um, the chart, the, what the nine allergens mm-hmm. uh, multiple, I mean, that's tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's more likely, um, to have multiple allergies if you do have one the chances of you having multiples increase um so yeah a lot of these allergens are foods that I really enjoy so that was really my biggest (laughs) my biggest motivation I was like no girl you can't be allergic to fish or peanuts
0: (laughs) oh my goodness I'm allergic to shellfish it sucks are you (laughs) yeah I am oh my
1: gosh and I I knew that about you but yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I feel like my reaction it used to be worse back in the day but it's gotten a lot better now um so it is hot well where I am I don't know about you but um it's we know it's extremely important for our kiddos to stay hydrated what are some Mm -hmm. tips to keep them hydrated like what do you do for your baby guru
1: yeah, so you can meet your hydration needs through water and through food. Most toddlers are not really, you know, super excited to just down bottles of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you can't always rely on that as the way to go to help your kids meet their total need. So I would really suggest, you know, hydrating fruits and veggies, especially now like watermelon, cucumber, um, things like that. And then, you know, popsicles, Flavoring water with fruit, making it a little bit more exciting, a little bit more tasty, a little bit more fun, um, even if your kid drinks juice, diluting it with water so that they are getting more of that, you know, straight hydration from a water source, Um but, but yeah, hydration is definitely important, especially during these summer months. So just checking in on them constantly, making sure they are taking breaks from play to either consume a good amount of those hydrating foods or drink straight water itself.
0: And what would you say like the estimated amount, um, for, you know, toddlers? Um, I mean, I know there's so many things that factor into just how much water you're supposed to have, Mm -hmm. but what's like a general number?
1: Yeah. So like you mentioned, I mean, you know, age, sex, activity level, all of those things are going to factor into how much fluid you actually need. But in general, so between one to two years, it's supposed to be six cups of fluid total. And it's supposed to be about one to four cups of water daily to get to that total. Even that number, I feel like is aggressive for a toddler Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I know my child is not drinking four cups of water a day, Mm -hmm. Um, but as many as possible is obviously the most ideal. And then um, from three to five years old, that number just jumps to seven cups of fluid total. But again, that does include, you know, straight water in addition to um, water from foods.
0: Now, what are some ways that parents can ensure that their child is just getting enough water? What are some things to look for? Or they're staying yeah. properly hydrated, in other words?
1: Yeah, one of the easiest signs to recognize is the color of their urine. Um, so if their pee is, you know, a really light, pale yellow, then they're typically pretty good. But if their pee is pretty dark, Um, then that's a sign that they need more water. So it's important to pay attention to that. And you can see that even if they're still in diapers or pull ups, um, you'll definitely be able to tell. So that's a sign. Um, Also, if they're looking sleepy, like lethargic, um, if they're skin is kind of um looking a little like not looking moisturized like looking a little dry um, then that's those are kind of like key signs that that you'll be able to notice like okay I think my kid needs needs some water needs some fluids but the pee is definitely the the easiest and best way to gauge
0: all right. So as we are wrapping up, now this is a big big question I want to ask you because okay. I know a lot of our <laughs> listeners can relate. Um so for our working mamas who are business owners or maybe do that and have a 95 or, you know, or you know, got a partner doing all the things, just energy like exhaustion, right? Um, what is your top tip to prepare delicious, healthy meals for the entire family and also share like your go-to quick meals?
1: Yeah. Um, so (laughs) there are a few things. So one, take shortcuts. If you are, you know, the primary meal provider in the home, do not be afraid to take shortcuts. Not everything has to be from scratch. I am the queen of canned beans. (laughs) I love frozen vegetables. My refrigerator is always stocked with them. Um, Microwave rice. I like recently discovered the beauty of microwave rice and some people will probably be giving me the side eye. I'm giving her the side eye (laughs) y'all. but it is so <laughs> convenient.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, even pre-made sauces, um, mm-hmm. you know, the pre-cut vegetables, like take whatever shortcuts you need to make it happen. Um, they're, I'm trying to think in, in terms of my, my favorite go-to meals. Um, I actually share a lot of these on my Instagram, but You can't go wrong with a pasta, a pesto, with some veggies and a protein. Like, boom, your dinner is ready in like 15 minutes. Oh, we love it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A good stir fry. Like, don't play games with me and my stir fry. You just get some brown rice with some frozen vegetables, add your protein, and dinner is done. Like, put a little soy (laughs) sauce if you want. You can get fancy if you want. I keep it very basic all I need is some hot sauce
0: (laughs) just hot sauce (laughs) y'all
1: yes just hot sauce okay I'm over here like Beyonce I got hot sauce in my bag oh god
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love the um um, the tip about and I've seen this a lot just like you know making big batches and then freezing it mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. using it for future use I that's something I do I love it Yeah batch cooking
1: I am actually just starting to get into I've never really done it before now but now that I'm doing it more I'm just like why was I not doing this before? Exactly (laughs) and that's how I was too because
0: I I never did it I was like oh no everything needs to be like fresh Mm -hmm. and all that then I just got really busy and I'm now doing that and it's a game changer I feel like everybody yeah, should it's be doing amazing.
1: that <laughs> yes totally totally I was late to the party but I'm here now <laughs> oh you're here you
0: here okay Tasha thank you so much for these awesome tips so helpful um all these little um quick tips that you gave on you know snack ideas and meal ideas and just what we can do to make sure that kids are staying nourished and families are staying nourished too. I really appreciate that. And our listeners, yeah, I know they're, they're loving it. Thank you for having me. I definitely
1: appreciate this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so this is a question that we ask all of our guests who come on the show and Mm -hmm. that is how do you flourish?
1: How do I flourish? That is a really good question. I think I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like in the face of motherhood. Mm. Um, cuz it's been challenging to be 100% present for my child while also managing my own needs. So, if I'm being 100% honest, I'm still figuring out what that looks like for me in this new role as a mom. I definitely think I need to take more time for self-care whether that's you know 10 minutes to meditate a mani a pedi a girl's weekend Mm -hmm. um so those are the
0: ways that I plan to flourish in the future I feel like (laughs) like you were you were flourishing (laughs) you were flourishing more when you were in Hawaii I saw them pictures that you were posting oh
1: I was you're (laughs)
0: absolutely right (laughs) no I'm just joking girl we got to go back to Hawaii you need to take me with you I was so excited to come and then you just decided to move. Like I was Girl, not ready for I'm that. ready to go back. <laughs> Take me with you. Let me know
1: when you're trying to go. Cause... I need a
0: real vacation. It's crazy me out here. Too. In these streets. Me too. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for stopping by Chacha. Definitely learned a lot from you today. And our listeners are going to just get all this information. And it's going to be amazing. So thank you once again. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thanks, girl. See, I knew you would love my girl Cha Cha. She is so vibrant, literally, everything about her. And if you look her up on Instagram, definitely reflects there too. So check her out. All the information is in the show notes. I hope you learned something new today and hope that you also found her tips and gems very helpful. Once again, do not keep this episode to yourself. Share it with someone you know that really, really needs this information. And if you have one minute, please show some love and leave a rating and kind review. You are truly appreciated. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode. I will catch you next time. And until then, keep flourishing.